Welcome to the Agency Nation radio podcast, where insurance professionals turn on the mic and share unscripted stories about leadership, technology, marketing, success, and failure. Stories that helped make them the professionals they are today. Agency Nation Radio is presented by the Big Eye and Trusted Choice. I'm today's host, Kelly Donahue-Piro of Agency Performance Partners. And joining me today are the Big Eye members and agency presidents, Matt Simon of CoverLink in Columbus, Ohio, and Michelle O'Connor of O'Connor Insurance in Charlotte, North Carolina. And today we're going to talk about navigating the current hard market. Trusted Choice and the Big Eye have recently released a hard market toolkit that provides an array of resources to support agents in navigating this environment. Agency performance partners contributed pieces on remarketing and renewal reviews, and both Matt and Michelle provided expert advice within it. You can find the full toolkit at trustedchoice.independentagent.com or independentagent.com. All right. Well, I'm excited to be here today with both Michelle and Matt. I've known Matt now for a few years, and Michelle and I know some common people. So how are you guys doing today? Doing good. Thanks for having me. Excellent. How about you, Matt? I'm doing well. Thank you. Perfect. Yeah, excited to be here with you guys. I mean, we are in a market like no one's ever seen before. And I think that that's coughing up some new challenges, some new solutions to solve. But I know um, for me anyway, I'm trying to focus on how we can keep the positivity going. Um, I do think that the best agents will be made in this market and it will provide opportunity for forward thinking agencies to not just survive, but also thrive. So why don't we kick it off? Um, Matt, how is this hard market impacting your agency? And I would imagine it's uh, very similar to most other agencies out there right now. I mean, I tell the story. Uh, we just had a staff meeting last week. Um, I've been in this industry now for close to 20 years, um, almost 18 years on the agency side. And I always thought I'd kind of live through a hard market until this one started. And then I realized, like, nope, this this is it. Um, so it's definitely been a challenge. Um but it's also like so many things that we face nowadays, like with any challenge, there's an opportunity. And so I think that's kind of what it is that we're trying to focus on, similar to you, Kelly, like how do we find the positive in this? And for us, um, that's really kind of getting back to the fundamentals, the things that we you know, have, have been focusing on for the last several years to make sure that we're doing the right things for our clients, not getting so caught up in kind of the new uh, shiny objects that are out there and really just getting back to, to kind of the core fundamentals of what our business is. And so, um, yes, absolutely challenge, challenging for us. I don't want to give anybody the, the impression that it's easy. Um, but again, you know, there's, there's opportunities to be had even in this, this difficult market that we're in. I love that. Kind of getting back to basics, it's time to do some of the more traditional things that maybe we've gotten lost in with technology and focusing more on transactions and that customer experience. So I think that's great. How about you, Michelle? Do you have anything that um, that you're seeing in the hard market? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I agree with everything that Matt said, and I would add to it that in North Carolina, it's been a disruption, especially in our personal lines um, clients. So, but that comes with that an opportunity. So for the first time in a long time, people were feeling a little uncomfortable about their insurance bills because they're going up. And so that's creating a lot of opportunity for us. So going back to basics with our marketing, as well as our client outreach um, to, to remind our clients why we're here and why we're a valuable resource to them. Well, and I also think that, you know, in, in this market, trust is the most important component. And that's the the words I've been using a lot is how do we build trust, maintain trust, earn trust? 
Um, because if the, the rate is going to be the rate, we don't have a lot of impact on that. Yes, we might be able to reshop, but in this market, there's not a lot of markets like in the past two or three years that are open for new business. And so I am curious, is there anything that, that you're doing right now that you feel like is trying to foster trust with your clients? So what we're doing in our agency is some outreach um, and, and we're doing that, you know, based on percentages of, of our clients policy, you know, how high it went up. We're starting with those clients. So the ones that had the highest increases, we're starting with outreach with them. Um, and we're following a checklist within our agency prior to making those phone calls going out just to verify that there's no other reasons that the rates have gone up. And then just to have a really good conversation with them about some strategies that they can take for cost savings. Um, and then to let them know as well that we are independent, that the market that they're in, if that's the case, is the best one. If not, is to look around for them and let them know other markets that we have access to. And Matt, did you have anything to add to that? Yeah, the, I mean, that's, that's a great point. Um, the only thing I would add to that, you know, the <laughs> it's been interesting from our perspective, at least, you know, from my lens being in this industry now um, for the length of time that I have and really, truly living through like the first hard market. And what I found interesting is the fact that, you know, in years past, whenever, you know, market conditions were as competitive as what they were, you know, if you had a client that was really upset that came to you, you know, nine times out of 10, there was another you know, carrier out there that you could likely move them to. And the thing that, that I'm finding now is that, that that's no longer the case, right? So, you know, having these types of conversations with our clients that, that really get back to maybe the core fundamentals of insurance, right? So the things that we've been talking about with them for years about risk management, about telematics, things that, you know, several years ago were kind of a nice to have. It's like, yeah, we could do that, but you know what? We could still change to another carrier too. Um, that's not necessarily the case now. So what I've found really somewhat refreshing, and this is where I'm talking about some of the opportunities that exist, are you know being able to go in and have those conversations with clients and really start to get a deep understanding of what it is that they're doing to help mitigate their risk. And then taking that information, armed with that information, to go back to our carriers um, or the carrier that, that that client's with and really be able to sell that carrier on this specific risk. Here are the things that they're doing um, that maybe put them in a better position than than other um, accounts or other risks in this this uh, specific industry. And so that, that for me, I, I think has actually been um, rewarding. I mean, I started out my career as an underwriter. Um, and so I finally feel like I'm kind of getting back to some of those fundamentals that I learned early on that are actually, you know, paying dividends now with the, the uh, accounts, the clients that I'm working with and being able to sell that to the carriers um, that we work with on a day-to-day -day basis. I love that. And, you know, today's job is to really look between the lines and find more opportunity, which allows you to drive deeper relationships with your clients and understand how many things have changed. I mean, there's so many things that clients maybe don't remember to tell us that could be little golden nuggets that help in this market. Um, you know, I think a big other word that we're using in this hard market is education. Uh, so previously, there would be a rate increase, you know, or a premium increase. And your premium increase was driven when you grew a business, right? That's how it was always explained to me. Um, if I grow my business, I get to pay more in taxes and I get to pay more in insurance. And in this market, we're taking both premium and rate increases. And so, Michelle, I'm curious, is there any ways or tips that you're using to educate your clients on why this market is doing what it's doing? Because we see it every day, but as these clients are getting that first renewal in the hard market, something they also haven't seen in a long time, I'm sure that it's a little shocking for them. 
I think it is shocking, especially because our rates have been relatively flat for the last three to five years. Um, even during the COVID years, they took dip backward, dips backwards. So I think that there is a lot of education that needs to go into it with our clients. Uh, we have been preparing, especially our personal lines clients, for a couple of years, just seeing what was happening with loss ratios and knowing for sure that carriers were going to have to take rate to get on the other side of that. Um, we've been educating them that that was going to happen. So the conversations are a little bit easier because we've already kind of laid a foundation. But with that in mind, we're still having conversations about inflation, which is driving a lot of our, our rate increases, um, particularly in the personal auto market, talking about safe driving and in the commercial auto market, talking about safe driving, because we've just seen such an increase in really bad drivers. So we just did a video series um, that will be on our website at some point explaining what some of those factors that are going into it, but then also educating clients on the other things that they can do as well, like taking a little bit of a higher deductible, particularly if they're not turning claims in, um, and some of the other things that they can do to mitigate risk. That is some really good advice. How about you, Matt? Anything that sticks out as far as educating your client? Yeah. So, I mean, Michelle nailed it. Um, you know, I think what it is that I've continued to find, um, and I'm, I think I'm in this this position myself, find myself in whenever I'm in, you know, similar situations where we're, we're dealing with what it is that we are right now in the insurance industry. Most of my clients just want to know why. Like, tell me what it is that's going on, what it is that's, that's causing this. Um, and, and I've had this conversation so many times, and it's no one thing, right? Like, we can't point to and say, uh, inflation and say, that's it. Like your rate is increasing, your premiums increasing because of inflation. That's a component of it, right? Um, but it's it's reinsurance, right? It's you know increased claims frequency. I mean, I was at a, a carrier meeting a couple months ago, and they said it's you know the the number of billion dollar claims um, has has increased exponentially over the last couple of years and shows no signs of slowing down, right? So there's all these factors that have kind of created this perfect storm. That is that's caused us to be in the situation that we're in right now. And I would say taking the time to actually explain that to clients has been very helpful. I wouldn't say it takes their anger and frustration and turns it around, but it at least starts to diminish it a little bit when they start to understand why it is that this is happening. And a lot of times knowing that it's completely outside of their control, like they didn't cause this, right? Because that's the thing that we hear over and over again, which is, well, I haven't had claims. Why is my rate going up? Mm-hmm. And so to be able to, to give them those factors, I think helps um, helps alleviate a little bit of that frustration. But then to Michelle's point, then you, you've got to be able to dive into, okay, so now here's what it is that we're going to do about it. Here are the options or the, the levers that you can pull in your specific situation to help reduce the impact that, you, that, that you're going to be um, seeing at your renewal. That, I think that's great. And we are encouraging people too to look for outside of just your own words, whether that's a newspaper article or um, a, you know, a YouTube video, but make sure that there's credibility coming from outside sources so that that way people see it's not just Michelle, my lovely agent telling me this, but this is really happening outside. And I use it kind of similar. If you go to the doctor and you get a medical diagnosis, maybe you want a second opinion or you go on WebMD. I think also providing some of those outside sources just lends credibility and that trust factor even more. The the next question I have is one that I'm sort of obsessed about. So I'm so glad that uh, Trusted Choice had put this on the list. But um, in this market, there is more work and there's more clients calling in. 
there's more work from carriers, maybe with additional underwriting stipulations. And there's certainly, you know, no shortage of things to do in an agency. But in particular, is there anything that you're doing to maximize efficiency in this market? Um, and I know I definitely have some of my own ideas, but I'll, I'll ping into Michelle to see if Michelle, you have any thoughts on how you're keeping your team efficient. So this is a huge challenge. I mean, I feel like it's also a perfect storm for our internal operations, given staff shortages and the shortages that carriers are facing, which create last minute emergencies for us on a regular basis as well. It is a perfect storm to maximize our efficiency. So the number one thing we're doing is prioritizing and, and prioritizing, like I mentioned earlier, with the largest rate increases. The, uh, that's what we're doing on the personal side. On the commercial side, we're just go, we've gone back, you know, to the 120 days out and working them as far out as we can until we get stopped with underwriting or whatever we need to, but out a little bit further than we normally are so that we can be ahead of the game has definitely helped. The number of phone calls and incoming emails, though, that is, is not slowing down at all, which is helping to alleviate some of that. Because if we get to them first, then that helps to give some explanations to them coming call to us. Great. And Matt, anything that you're doing to help the team be efficient? Yeah, well, I mean, obviously, I know why you love this question, right, Kelly? I mean, this is exactly <laughs> what it is that, that you've helped us with over the past couple of years. But um, the, the biggest thing that I can say is having a process. Um, you know, not not going into this hard market and approaching it just like, you know, the, the very competitive conditions that we had several years ago, um, but going in with a very defined process for what it is that we're going to do um, on personal lines, accounts, renewals, commercial line, uh, account renewals, um, and then being able to follow that process, you know, day in and day out. And it's, it's obviously never perfect. Like we're going to have staffing challenges. We're going to have, you know, underwriting shortages things that kind of throw a wrench in that. The the biggest piece that I could say, at least from from where I sit, is, you know, having a little bit of empathy um, and understanding what it is that our team is going through. And so, you know, prior to, I would say, this market really starting to shift, we were very much, you know, kind of marching towards a, a very sales-minded um, organization. And I would I would say we still are, but part of that that empathy is to recognize that, you know, there's there's a lot more stress on everybody within our organization now. And so, um, part of what it is that we need to do is is to wrap our arms around our existing clients and make sure they're taken care of uh, first and foremost. And that you're right, that is taking a little bit more work. Um, but absent the process that we have right now that that we put into place a couple of years ago, um, I think we would be in a much um, more difficult situation, both from a a stress and workload perspective, but also from a a results perspective with you know respects to our retention. So that that's my two biggest pieces of advice is, is have a process and then be willing to a, adapt um, and be mindful of what it is that your your team is going through because this market that we're in right now is very different from where we were 12 months ago. No doubt. We're kind of telling people we need to be wartime CEOs right now. So peacetime, you just kind of kind of keep the ship going, you know, inching along. But in wartime, things change every day. Carriers change. I mean, I think sometimes we're getting whiplash with a lot of the carrier updates that are happening. And then in your back of your mind, you're always like, well, which one's going to come next? So I think leadership is so key of making sure your team knows you care about them, that you understand that, you know, this is not going to last forever, although it will probably last for a few years. And I think one of the things that gets team morale down is the fact that they feel like they're out of options. They can't help anybody. 
And so it's hard to take the 20th phone call today and explain why your rate went up 30%. And that drains a lot of batteries. Now, a lot of these clients are going to renew, but for many account managers in particular, that's very draining on their personality. They like helping people. They like changing a vehicle or, you know, adding a new building when someone buys it. So to have these, these sort of conversations is draining, which leads me to my next question, which is, how are we keeping the teams pumped and psyched? Because every day when those conversations happen, it does, you know, take that battery and deplete it a little bit. So Michelle, are you doing anything that might help the agents out there keep their teams pumped and psyched in a difficult time? Yeah, so that's a really great question. And the culture of our agency is, is that we're pretty hands-on with checking in on people and making sure that they're okay, making sure that they get their vacation time in, that they've got backup while they're out so that they can enjoy their break without coming back to um, a landslide of stuff that's going on. Um, certainly because our premiums are going up, we are you know, achieving premium growth that we have not in the past, or I should say at a rapid, more rapid rate than we have at the pet in the past. So making sure that we point that out to our, our team has been beneficial because it's keeping us on track with all of our goals. Um, and then also just reminding them of the opportunity that does exist. Um, like Matt said earlier, we were definitely leading the charge to be a more sales focused organization. And there is a bit of a pause as we regroup and make sure that we're equally as service focused as we are sales focused. Um, so in, in doing that, making sure our goals are adjusted properly so that folks are feeling a sense of accomplishment. Um, but there is a lot of opportunity in the marketplace right now because of the unrest. Um, so taking advantage of that has also helped with our sales morale. And Matt, anything you're doing to keep uh, keep the folks at CoverLink um, all pumped and psyched? Um, I think, you know, the, the two things I would say, you know, one, somewhat like a soft skills perspective, you know, just constant communication and collaboration. You know, I mean, you're right. Like those phone calls are draining and especially on the personality types that are in those roles where they very much want to help. And so it is even more difficult, I think, for them whenever they get a, a customer that's um, incredibly frustrated and and they feel like there's nothing that can be done to resolve it. So making sure that they that our team knows that they're supported, you know, like I said, constant communication, collaboration so that they're they don't feel like they're on an island because we're all we're all going through the same thing and sometimes just sharing some of those stories. Um, and, and being able to talk through how it is that somebody handled it, um, you know, I think helps arm some of our, our staff with the tools to, to be able to respond to those situations, but also probably even more importantly, um, helps them recognize that they're not the only ones that are going through it. So that's kind of the soft skills piece. And then the other real tangible piece, like Michelle started to hit on this, is that, you know, we're seeing premium growth significantly higher than what it is that it's been in years past, purely because of the rate increases that that um, the industry is, is taking right now. And so for us, we've had a quarterly bonus program in place for the last couple of years. Well, now those numbers are really starting to become meaningful. Um, and so to be able to put that in front of our team, you know, on a, to be able to see it on a dashboard on a daily basis, but then also to, to, you know, receive those bonuses on a quarterly basis, I think kind of helps from a big picture perspective and a, a more tangible perspective. Um, you know, there's, there is a benefit there to what it is that they're going through right now. I love that. And I also just couple with what both of you guys said is, I think as leaders, everybody needs to explain what is the definition of a good job, because for many account managers, they can take 20 great phone calls and they go home thinking about that one 
that was maybe not great. And that means that they had a 95% success ratio, but they think about that one. And so shifting the, the scales a little bit and saying, hey, at, at my agency, the definition of a good job is this, and you're hitting it. So if you're putting extra pressure on yourself, know that we don't feel that way. Um, and I think that that gives them just a little bit of a like, okay, you don't hate me because this one client, you know, threatened to shop their policies. And I'm like, nope, we don't hate you. In fact, we just want to say that, you know, most likely they're not going to find any different. They're going to be right back here. And you'd be surprised how many of those clients are renewing, even if those conversations are difficult in nature. Um, let's do one more question before we let uh, Michelle and Matt go back to their regular scheduled programming. Um, and this one, I'm, I'm going to start with Matt, knowing that your background was starting out as an underwriter. Um, what do you think on how agents can work with carriers and underwriters better? Because I think that this is another layer to this hard market where the underwriters are taking longer for responses. Um, maybe we're not getting as direct, like I'm not interested in that piece of business, but lots of stipulations. Um, so, you know, from your perspective, just because you you did that role, what are some tips you would give agents on how to work more effectively with their carriers? Hey, I mean, people have to recognize that underwriters are humans too. I mean, there's there over the last couple of years, it seems like there's become somewhat of a more adversarial um, component between uh, agencies and companies, you know, agents and and underwriters. Um, and you know, when the market was as soft as what it was, like I get it, it's competitive. Like I mean, everybody is is you know trying to write, you know, especially certain classes of business. It seems like everybody that's coming into our office is saying like, hey, this is a target class of business for us. Well, that's that's obviously different now, but I think it it even reinforces the point that much more in, in these moments that the relationships that you have with, with underwriters are key, right? And you can't, you, you can't just call on that now because it's, it's a difficult market. Like that's something like any relationship, you have to build that over time. And so I know from my perspective, whenever I was in that underwriting seat, you know, the agencies that I felt like, you know, were always upfront with me that, you know, gave me more information than what it is that I asked for. Um, I, I never had to question what it is that, that was coming in in terms of a submission. Um, you know, you, you start to, to develop a really good relationship to your point, Kelly, based on trust with those agencies. And so it doesn't mean that, that you know, markets like this that we're in now are easy by any means. I'm not getting things, you know, out of those underwriters that, that I used to. Uh, but what I will say is at least when I talk to some other agencies and, and I hear some of the frustrations and challenges that they're having, while they're the same challenges that we're facing as an agency, it doesn't feel as significant maybe at times um, for us. And I, I go back to that relationship that we have with a lot of those underwriters. And so, you know, again, I think being empathetic, recognizing that they're human too, like they're getting pressure from their corporate objectives in terms of what it is that they need to do. So it's a balancing act for those underwriters, just like it is for us in, in our seats as an agency. And so if we if we recognize that, you know, most of these underwriters actually want to be able to help us if they can. So if you start looking through the lens of how can I help this underwriter get what it is that they need to, to be able to help me, um, it, it maybe starts to result in, in some better outcomes than what it is that we're accustomed to. But again, that doesn't happen overnight. Like that, that really is um, a foundation of a, of a relationship that you have to build over time. That's great. And Michelle, is there anything that you have to add on that front? 
I mean, Matt's exactly right. And under, we view our underwriters as one of our valued relationships that we do work on all year long. And so I, I couldn't stress that enough from what Matt said. The relationship is the most important piece of us being able to write and retain business when it comes to our carriers. So we have to continuously foster it, um, recognizing that they're human beings, recognizing that they are short staffed at times and they, they are having challenges within their organizations as well. Um, so making sure that when we call in a favor, it's, it's just the few and far between and we're not constantly pushing. Uh, and that we are working out enough so that if we face a challenge that we can work together with them are some of the strategies that we've been using. Uh, we just had this conversation with our team yesterday and had really good feedback for how our team's been handling it and working through some of the things. But the relationship part of it is the key. So I'm hearing lots and lots of relationship building. Uh, and I, I also agree that the only other tip I'll add, I think it's really critical for leaders to be very careful what you say around your team. So if you're upset with an underwriter and you go to your account manager, be like, I can't believe this underwriter, they're doing this. You kind of just gave them all permission to act the same way. And even though we're frustrated, which I know happens a lot more in a hard market than probably ever before, I just encourage leaders to maybe say, hey, have that empathetic conversation. Hey, in their world, they're, they're dealing with a lot of difficult underwriting guidelines. Their world's changing. I've always liked the idea of just assuming everybody's doing the best job that they can and that we're all not perfect. So if there's moments where we need to say thank you to them, send them a coffee gift card, call their manager and say, I just want to, you know, so-and-so is doing a great job. I think all that stuff goes a really, really long way, but leaders just watch your tone as well. Cause you don't want to give your permission to your whole team to trash some companies or underwriters when I think we all know that this market is unprecedented as Michelle and Matt had talked about today. We're all in uncharted territory, including your underwriters. So having a little empathy does make sense. So I'm just going to wrap it up with this. I'm going to give Matt and Michelle one opportunity to just give their best tip for managing the hard market out to the listeners. Um, Matt, do you have your, your best and favorite tip for, for these listeners? Two things I would say. Uh, number one is get your process in place. Um, it's so much easier to follow a defined process than, you know, kind of come in every day, not knowing exactly what it is that, that you're going to do in terms of, you know, how you're going to structure your day. That's number one. Um, number two is, is really what I hit on is uh, now more than ever, build those relationships with your, your key underwriters, your key carrier partners, because uh, they, they can make your life so much easier. Again, not that it's going to be easy, uh, but they can make it so much easier whenever you've got those relationships that are, are built on a foundation of, of trust. So those are my two key takeaways. And Michelle, take us home. What's your number one takeaway? <laughs> so Matt is spot on. Um, and I will just add to that, that what you just said, Kelly, is really a point that needs to be stressed again. Leading from the top, it's what you make of the opportunity. You can look at it either side. You can either look at it like the sky is falling, um, or you can look at it as it's an opportunity for your agency to shine. And how you talk about it and the, the processes that you put in place to make sure that your team is supported, those are all the ways that we need to be leading right now. 
so that our team is looking at it as an opportunity to showcase to our clients what we're worth, why we're here, why it's valuable for us to be here as an educational source, and then also for new opportunities, because there's lots of folks that have some unrest that we can take advantage of and be able to have some new clients in our agency, um, because they do value the education and the time that we put in to that process. So I think that's an extremely important point to be leading from the top when it comes to how you're viewing the heart market in general. Well, I thank you both so much for attending here this podcast. I think there's so many golden nuggets that people can take and don't let the fun stop here, everybody. If you've enjoyed this podcast, make sure to go to the Trusted Choice website, get the hard market toolkit that Matt, Michelle, myself have all participated in helping with so that that way you too can get some valuable strategies and tips. So Thank you both for attending today. And thank you, Trusted Choice, for putting on this great podcast. Agency Nation Radio is presented by The Big Eye and Trusted Choice. And with that, we'll sign out. Let everybody get back to their uh, productive days. And for those of you out there, we hope that you get the Hard Market Toolkit. Thank you, everybody.